Streaming was meant to rescue the global entertainment industry. That's a big deal. All Disney in one place never existed before. Streaming in and of itself has not been terribly profitable or attractive model. Billions of dollars sunk into original content. CNN Plus. There's much more focus on content spending. Investors promised that subscriber growth would lead to profit, but it didn't turn out that way. People cutting costs, people changing viewer habits. Quality over quantity. Now investors are demanding change at the top. That's going to Disneyland every day of the week. First, it attacked pay TV. Now the streaming industry itself is fighting to survive. You probably don't eat eight to 12 of these services. You probably have two or three at the end of the day. This is the Streaming Wars. In 2012, the beginning of the streaming era as we know it, Netflix started producing its own original content in order to have more control over the content they offered and to differentiate themselves from competitors. Netflix took a massive risk to produce its first in-house TV show. Do you solemnly swear and affirm that the testimony you are about to give is the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? I do. House of Cards was a streaming smash hit, but also the beginning of a new term, binge-worthy content. By producing their own shows, Netflix was able to offer unique and exclusive programming that could only be found on their platform, which helped to attract and retain subscribers. That caught the attention of Wall Street. And as Netflix's stock rose, traditional media companies across Hollywood watched on with envy. I think a lot of these enterprises are looking to Netflix as probably you know, the top horse in the race, and, and which had a huge market capitalization, trying to compete with them. When Netflix launched, they were the only game in town, made it much easier for them to turn a profit. You see, until then, content creators like Disney and Warner Brothers made hugely expensive content. For films, they would release them in cinemas, then live off the DVD sales forever, make it once, enjoy the profits, or then produce a TV series, sell it to the TV networks in America and around the world. A happy and profitable ecosystem that Netflix started to threaten. Why let ads interrupt your favorite TV shows when you can pay $10 a month and watch them whenever you want? So if you were creating a news product from scratch in 2022, how would you build it? That's one of the questions, one of the starting points for CNN Plus. Soon, Disney and HBO will launch their own in-house streaming services. The trickle became a flood, and the studios pulled their content off traditional pay TV and offered it on streaming exclusively. Three or four years ago, when quote unquote, the streaming services all launched, if you will, um, I think there was a, um, broad-based sentiment amongst most to all of the studios, maybe Sony, where I can be the only exception that you needed to keep everything in-house and almost hoard the content to build your own Disney Pluses or HBO Maxes or Paramount Pluses, whatever it was. Then their goal was to take all the content they owned, monetize it internally, roll that out eventually internationally. You'll see the lack of HBO Max coming up in the international market for Australia. 
being a sign that they've kind of pivoted away from that and cutting content deals with local providers. As everyone jumped in, consumers were spoiled for choice. Streaming content production soared, the pandemic propelling their in-home success. But then suddenly, the darlings of the pandemic started to sour. Yeah, there were some early Wall Street reports that came out about a year ago saying, hey, how profitable is this business? And why do you just keep spending for this content that gets viewed and burnt off really quickly. This seems like a zero-sum game. Studios were faced with the decision to either premiere a $100 million film in the cinema or to drop it exclusively on their own streaming service. I think there was a period of time in Disney's case when Disney Plus was just launching it's, it's three or four, three years ago or so, where, I mean, I think they, it was almost like everything was being kept in house or 90, 10. Um, and, you know, they're going to revert now to selling more and licensing more out to the ecosystem. There are thousands of episodes of television and hundreds of library titles and theatrical releases. In 2019, Bob Iger, in his first term as Disney CEO, promised to create a service at a level that no one could compete with. But Disney Plus would take time to turn a profit. In the meantime, the company would experience a lull in profits as Disney's content and channels were removed from traditional broadcast. I think the rollout and the strategy might not have been what they originally had envisioned under Bob Chapwood. So I think now we'll see whether they scale back those really large and original productions and focus on previously created licensed content or more diversified content strategies or changing prices. But I obviously feel like this is a different type of lull to the one they were anticipating. Very quickly, that became a loss-making business. They've kind of reverted back to a hybrid model of the old distribution model mixed in with also having domestic streaming services. Consumers worked out they could wait for highly anticipated shows to arrive, then sign up to that service, binge over the weekend, and cancel it by Monday. So you have to kind of wonder how many of these things do you actually need? I think it's a very fair question to ask. It didn't take Wall Street long to realise that competing for subscribers at any cost was a runaway train. Main thing is I think they just thought they could keep growing subscribers to get to that certain point but most people are now hitting our ceiling for what subscribers they can get for a premium price. It had been a war to win subscribers at any cost now it's a battle to survive. I think it's you know number crunches I think the amount of investment time that they've been given to make this a profitable service has started to run out. You look at Netflix, Disney and even Binge in Australia bringing in cheaper ad-based models bring in subscribers that just aren't interested in spending X amount a month in entertainment. Consumers started noticing too. They cut the cord on pay TV to save money and discover new content on streaming. But soon, the content fractured. Their favourite sport was on Paramount+, Plus, but all their friends were watching a new show on Netflix. Now, for you to get every TV show you want to get, you have to have five or six streamers, which combined is more expensive than having a Foxtel. The industry went from making money through distribution deals to studios becoming their own unprofitable streamer. In 2022, Disney lost a billion dollars in just a quarter, partly because of an increase in spending on Disney Plus content. The Disney board had had enough and brought back the original architect of the company's strategy, Bob Iger, who immediately took a knife to costs and hinted that Disney may sell its content once again to third-party distributors. Over time, I would think you'd have a lessening of, uh, of services and that there may be some that just are too niche to survive. I definitely think you'll see more of a focus on, you know, spending for content so that there will probably be a 
you know, a, a quality over quantity factor. They create the value for the company. The world of streaming is set to change. People like Disney will see the solution to some of these problems is just increase, continuing to increase size. As investors soured on subscriber growth, studios turned to a trusty friend, advertising. And I think, you know, some of the newer models like, you know, what they call fast TV or just ad-supported discounted version of these streaming services will continue to exist and, and hopefully will also, you know, supplant or help you know, supplement the growth of the, the ecosystem for streaming as well. Just like the beginning of Hollywood, streaming companies are now finding their own way. Traditional enemies may be forced to partner up to survive. Early days of streaming is still only 10 years old, old, so it's still the Wild West. I think for the pure plays, yeah, I think it's hard for all these things to survive. Consumers started out by winning in the streaming game of choice. Now, as investors demand profits, the studios are asking, what on earth will happen next?